Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Blind Boys Politics. Nicholas Rod, Chris Baker here with you on this Friday morning roundup news. Chris, how are we going into this weekend? Um, what should we expect in the weather? In Los Angeles, California, it is sunny and 85 with a sunny weekend. In Houston, Texas, it is partly cloudy, 94 with thunderstorms Sunday. In Chicago, Illinois, it is raining, 84 with a sunny weekend. And in New York City, partly cloudy and rain tomorrow. Well, Chris, we're done. We finished high school. How do you feel? Now I just need to walk across the stage. Mm. Yep, that'll officially signify it. You know, in all fairness, I'm going to be graduated before you. You will be graduated before me, um, at least by a couple days. (laughs) But it's just uh, crazy to think that we're actually done. Miracles do exist. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely true. Um, You know, I'm kind of uh, still working on actually feeling like I'm done because right now we're going through what are called asynchronous days. So we still have like little things to do here and there, like, you know, surveys and stuff that they're having us do. But um, yeah, no, no more classes. So starting to get that feeling it's starting to sink in a little bit here but i'm proud of you you're sunk in it yeah i'm proud of myself i survived it <laughs> you know there were multiple points on the show where you know i uh, voiced my stress about uh the fact that i was getting behind and, and whose fault was that for always being behind? Oh, you know, definitely not mine. <laughs> well, it definitely was. <laughs> but no, you know, at the end of the day, I'm actually proud of myself because of the fact that I pushed through it, which I expected to. Um, but there's something about actually doing it rather than just expecting it and actually like looking back and realizing that I pulled it off. That just feels so great. But that's, you know, that's, those are my own ramblings. Uh, you know, graduate. What's kind of nice, though, I will say, and I didn't mention it when you first read the weather, but um, with, uh, with graduation happening and classes ending, we've actually had a, re- a very nice past couple of days here. Um, sunny pretty much all the way through the day except for what one two days ago when it rained for a little bit at uh in the evening but it's almost like you know fate was just like all right graduation time sunny skies until saturday anyway when it decides to thunderstorm saturday's gonna be a nice day Hmm. i'm hoping i'm hoping we actually get a thunderstorm though See, the one bad thing about graduation is you have to go to graduation parties. Yeah, that's that's one thing I'm avoiding, <laughs> you know? I got like three of them to go to. Mm, sounds like fun. I'm sure you'll enjoy yourself. I won't. <laughs> you're telling me I'm going you're... to, I probably will. Mm, mm-hmm. But I'm just not a big 
party person, attending person. I know what you mean. Parties. Like, I'll are... go for the food, but other than that. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely not much of a uh, party person. And, um, you know, when I was asked if I wanted one, I, I turned down that offer <laughs> because I just, uh, I'm not a fan of A, like being the reason for a party, I guess is how I'll put it, the center of attention. And B, I just can't handle parties very well. Like, it's not, not See, my style. I've had some great parties in my life. I had a surprise birthday party for my 13th birthday. Ooh. It was a humongous, nice pool party. Probably the most fun I ever had. But see, I'm I like the other side of it where I throw the surprise parties. Right, right. Like I can't tell me how many surprise parties I've thrown. <laughs> <laughs> like I've thrown happy surprise or yeah, happy surprise parties. Happy surprise parties. I've thrown happy birthday surprise parties, retirement surprise parties. Mm-hmm. Like I have these things down to a science, but then somehow it got flipped on me. Mm. And there was the 13th surprise birthday party, pool party. Extremely fun. Um, so does that mean that we have to add another uh, title for you? You know, Master Baker, uh, Landscaper, and now Party Thrower? Like, is that, You might have to. Is that going to become a to. thing now? Yeah, I might throw you a surprise party one day. Oh, wouldn't that be lovely? <laughs> you know, my aunt says the same thing. And when she least expects it, she's going to have a surprise party. And she says she will leave, but she will not leave. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I don't know how I'd feel about a surprise party. You'll find out someday. Uh, should I be scared? <laughs> no, just be every birthday that comes up, you'll have. anxious for it anxious for it but i'm telling you when you least expect it it's gonna pop up won't even be for my birthday it'll just be for like a random day in like october or something you know well that is three days after your birthday Uh, (laughs) even say a day in october (laughs) (laughs) so my my birthday is just eternal like three days before well, I'll October. Throw one, a surprise six month half birthday. <laughs> yeah. Half birthday party. Or you gotta even make it more obscure than that, like quarter birthday party, you know, like just to really throw you off. Yeah, like throw it in February. One, when... <laughs> one eighth of a party. Yep, yeah. Yeah. Invite the entire city. Exactly. On your bill. Wow. <laughs> Here's your party, but you're paying for it. Have fun. <laughs> I would do that to you too. <laughs> oh, why am I not surprised? The next morning. Nick, hey, you gotta wake up, buddy. You gotta go pay off this bill. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. No. I don't know what's uh, more sad about that. The fact that it's so easy, easy to imagine, or the fact that I expect it to actually happen. <laughs> I'm on a fixed income. What do you expect? <laughs> you should be at least happy that I took your credit card and took it upon myself to do it. Of course. Of course. 
I, I couldn't I be more thankful. I could have completely forgot about your fourth birthday anniversary. <laughs> I know your future wife will appreciate it so much. I don't even know who she is, but yeah, she will appreciate it. Of course. Of course. She'll probably be mad at you for sharing your credit card information with me, but... Uh, I can expect that going sour <laughs> real quick. For you. For you, not for me. Yeah. It won't yeah. be my problem. Yeah. But uh, nevertheless, we got some news to get into. We do have a bunch. Starting off, um, the non-filers tool is back up and running and now available if you are a true non-filer and want to claim the new monthly child tax credit or get one of your missing stimulus checks. This non-filer tax tool is not for all taxpayers. This tool is for those who don't have a tax bill because of your low or no income status. This tool is not the same as the portal for regular tax filing Americans that is not available yet. The general rule of thumb is if you file a tax return, this information is not for you. Do not use the non-filers tool. If you are a true non-filer and didn't file a tax return in 2019 or 2020 because of your low or no income status and have had a main home in the U.S. for longer than six months per year and have a child that would qualify for the monthly child tax credit or are missing any stimulus payments, you can now use this non-filers tool to give the IRS your current information. They will automatically determine your eligibility for both programs, but if you entered your information in the previous non-filers portal that closed last year, you do not have to re-input the information this time around. To find the tools, go to irs.gov slash child tax credit 2021 Click enter your information, read the qualifications. Then if you qualify, click use the non-filer signup tool. If you want to know how the monthly tax credit works, listen to last Friday's episode for more information. As mask mandates are being lifted all around the country, the one place where the mask mandate is still in effect is on a plane or up in those skies. The FAA is not afraid to drop heavy fines on passengers who dare to challenge the zero tolerance policy. The FAA says since January, there have been over 3,000 reports of unruly passengers on board United States flights. And 2,300 of those were because passengers were not wearing a mask. In February, a guy on a JetBlue flight from Fort Lauderdale to Las Vegas was fined $15,000 because he repeatedly refused flight attendants' command to wear a mask over his nose and mouth and instead continued to drink many bottles of alcohol that he snuck onto the plane. Another woman was fined $10,500 Um, after being on a JetBlue flight from New York to Cancun and refused to wear a mask after being instructed to do so multiple times. Instead, she decided to stick her fingers up her nose and was yelling profanities at flight attendants. The pilot landed the plane in Florida and had her removed. Look, these are just a few 
of the fines. And the FAA has proved over and over again that they are giving fines to those that don't wear masks. The FAA mask mandate is in effect indefinitely. And the TSA also has a mask mandate from the second you step onto airport property to the second that you leave airport property. That is in effect until September 13th of this year. In just 11 days from June 18th, the federal eviction moratorium will expire. That means millions of Americans may be evicted from their homes because of the inability to pay current or back rent. If that is you, first check with your state or county website to see if there is any local moratorium that will remain in effect besides the federal one. If there isn't any protections, go and find out how you can get it through two stimulus packages. There has been $50 billion was made available for rental assistance. And if you qualify, you may be able to get help paying a portion of your rent and utility bills. That may help you with your landlord if he or she is threatening to evict you. Now, look, we've been saying this since the beginning, since the eviction moratorium first started. It was never meant to act as rental forgiveness. If you took advantage of the moratorium, you are going to be responsible for paying all of your rent back. But there's no word yet for if the Biden administration or Congress will extend the eviction moratorium any further. Domestic violence, extremism, or domestic terrorism. Tuesday, the Attorney General echoed what federal law enforcement has been saying for months. Domestic violence, extremism is the biggest threat to national security, and that is reflected in the increased number of the FBI investigations in 2021. We are talking about racially or ethnically or politically or militia-motivated homegrown extremists with a propensity for violence. Tuesday, the Attorney General unveiled a new report in a four-pillar system trying to combat domestic terrorism. He made it clear it is not about targeting people based on their beliefs or even sharing those beliefs. This is about criminal activity associated with those beliefs. Here is a clip of Attorney General Merrick Garland. In America, espousing a hateful ideology is not unlawful. We do not investigate individuals for their First Amendment Amendment-protected activities. Government monitoring of individuals or groups because they hold unpopular or controversial political views is intolerable in our country. So what is in this four-pillar strategy from the Department of Justice? Well, firstly, it would have a more coordinated system to share information between all government agencies. It would work on thwarting domestic violent extremists, also known as DVE recruitment, and mobilization efforts, especially on social media and online chat rooms. Disrupting domestic violent extremist activities before violence occurs and addressing the long-term issues that lead to domestic extremism like economic insecurity and structural racism. Now, you can't be prosecuted based off of your ideology, but if you commit a crime as a result of that ideology, the Attorney General 
said that the federal government will use it to classify you. And there's a piece of that audio right here. Well, we often describe violent extremist motivations by reference to different violent ideologies. The purpose of those characterizations is to help us categorize and understand motivation. The new strategy does not include any new domestic violence extremist laws, but the attorney general did say that there could be some in the future. He also says that it is impossible to prevent all attacks, but the Justice Department can combat the root causes of domestic violent extremism. With the Supreme Court ruling today, both political parties on Capitol Hill seems to have decided the Affordable Care Act is here to stay. President Obama signed the Affordable Care Act into law back in 2010 when President Biden, who was at the time vice president, said this very famously. And we have that. President Biden tweeted out after the Supreme Court rulings, quote, a big win for American people. There's no better day than today to sign up for quality, affordable health care at healthcare.gov. With millions of people relying on the Affordable Care Act for coverage, it remains as ever a BFD, and it's here to stay. When President Biden signed the Affordable Care Act into law, it changed health care as we know it, now serving over 30 million people. Hey guys, just a quick editor's note. As you might have noticed, I accidentally said President Biden signed the Affordable Care Act into law. I meant President Obama. Just figured I'd clear that up real quick. Enjoy the rest of the show. Former President Trump appealed the Affordable Care Act and vowed to revoke it, adding three conservative justices to the Supreme Court. With three new conservative justices, 18 Republican states took another shot at removing the Affordable Care Act, saying Congress overstepped its powers. This was the third defeat, and it is the worst one yet, with the 7-2 to two vote throwing the case out. Both Brett Kavanaugh and oh, Amy Coney Barrett voted to dismiss the case. Now getting to rapid news, I will start. Two million people went through TSA last weekend, and that was the highest since March of last year. For the first time since the beginning of the pandemic, Delta Airlines is serving hot meals once again. You know, Rapid News has a lot of travel in it. Um, I wish I was traveling. But nevertheless, (laughs) Nick, what do you got for your Friday morning good news? All right, so when we think of weddings and when we think of people getting married, we think of just this nice celebration, big or small, a lot of togetherness, a lot of excitement. Well, this one couple's wedding didn't go quite as planned because during the reception, um, a building next to their venue actually caught fire, which spread to where they were and they had to evacuate so they moved to the church um, to wait for everything to be cleaned up and cleared and the fire to be put out. Luckily, no one was hurt or killed by the fire. 
But that left the situation with the wedding. What were they going to do? What they decided to do was for the reception, they moved it to a different resort venue. The restaurant that was making the food for them uh, actually sent it to the new venue because the restaurant had been pretty much right at the original venue site but now it had to be sent down the street and brought to a different resort where the reception was now being held a bunch of the other people from the community also decided to help out and it's actually made even bigger by the fact that in this community this uh, this is in a community in michigan they don't have cars or any uh, type of electrical uh, electric vehicles so you know, everything had to, you know, everything took more effort, everything took, you know, more time and the, the entire community, whether it came down to the restaurant, um, the other resort that they were staying at, or just other people from the community that were involved uh, stepped up to help out and made the day as special as it possibly could have been. I love this story. Um, you know, the whole community steps in, helps the we- you know it's kind of like the show must go on the wedding must go on yeah they had to, you know they had to evacuate but that's all right um everyone stepped up helped bring stuff to the new venue cook bartend you know the whole community helped i really like you know it's not a traditional like wedding and it's a wedding that everyone will remember forever and everyone that helped just made it even more memorable yeah it, <laughs> and it's so funny that you say that too because you know the the groom uh he had made a statement and he had said that you know obviously it made the day so unbelievably special with how everything happened and the way everyone stepped up definitely not the uh ideal wedding scenario though definitely not one to shoot for <laughs> Yeah, no. It's (laughs) definitely not my dream wedding. No, no, not at all. But, you know, each to their own, I guess, if it is someone's dream wedding. (laughs) Yeah, but what I love about the story, though, is that it's, you know, it's not this outrageous, uh, you know, hero story, as, as we'd call it. But it's such a an amazing story of togetherness and, you know, just people being kind to one another and helping out where they can um you know just that dynamic that community dynamic is is so nice to see i agree 100 percent. that is the end of this friday morning news episode make sure you follow us on blind boys politics on twitter do see the latest 24 hours breaking news so you are always in the know follow us on our personal accounts to see what we were up to check out our medium articles we are always talking about something else that we do not get a chance to discuss here on the podcast but until monday morning have a great weekend everybody see ya